0: Welcome to Inspire Churches Podcast. We're excited you're listening. Our hope is to inspire you to grow in God's Word, to grow more in love with Christ, and to go be a light wherever you are. To find more teachings or donate to the ministry, visit us at inspirechurches.com.
1: I want to jump right into this, and I want to give an opportunity just to introduce our panelists. Um, So guys, just uh, tell us uh, who you are, how many kids you have, I want to hear your best dad joke. So the first person I want to introduce is my dad Papa Phil. By the way, happy Father's Day Dad. I love you. Um, I got so many things I'm gonna say about you, but I'll wait till a little later. <laughs> but pops why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? How many kids you have um, and give us your best dad joke Because from what I hear uh, you got you got some pretty good ones.
2: Okay, my name is Phil Mylow. Papa Phil, and I have three kids. The oldest one is Michelle, the second one is Sheila, two daughters, and the youngest one is Phil. That's me. (laughs) And my joke for today is, how long did Cain hate
1: his brother? Oh, okay. How long did Cain hate his brother? So this is a biblical joke. Yes, as long as he was able. (laughs) As long as he was able. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Danny, why don't you, Danny, why don't you share us, uh, uh, give us who you are and tell us about your kids and give us your best dad joke.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, My name is Danny Castillo and I have three adult uh, children and I have uh, four grandchildren uh, and another one coming, by the
1: way. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Um, It's okay. Okay. Uh, My best dad joke. What do you call a dad with a big belly and a flat behind?
1: Big belly and a flat behind. I don't know, Daddy. Tell us.
0: He's my father figure.
1: (laughs) Your father figure. I think there's a lot of dads out there that would agree they got that father figure. That's good. I like that. Your father figure. All right. All right. Okay, we're grow, our dad jokes are getting there. All right, uh, let's go ahead, Andy. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Um, tell us a little about your kids and your dad joke. I can't wait to hear this one. All right, right, I'm. Uh,
3: all right, my name is Andy Urtiaga. I have uh, three kids uh, with one already out of the home. Their ages are 19, 10, and 11. And uh, my favorite dad joke is this. What do you call a guy with a rubber toe?
1: Roberto. Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) And we got Bruce Wayne, Roger, Pastor Roger in the house, who's a girl dad. Um, yes. and so that's awesome to have you, man. My name is Roger,
4: and uh, three girls, um 10-year-old, 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Wow. And uh, and so dad joke is this one. Um, I was going to tell a joke about a pizza, but it's a little cheesy. <laughs> but I've done... There it is. There it
1: is. <laughs> there it is. And it, yeah, <laughs> it's a point. It is definitely... <laughs> Cheesy. That's really good. And finally, Marvin, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us about your kids. And uh, man, don't disappoint us, man. We need, we, need a, we need some redemption here with these dad jokes. Yeah, Hi, bar. Hey, everybody.
5: I'm Marvin Stickle, uh, newest dad among this group. Um, I have a three-year-old, uh, my angel, Janae, and a three-month-old, brand spanking new uh, baby, James. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. I did it. Um, <laughs> Priscilla hates that <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sorry Priscilla did it Anyway um, dad jokes So they're forbidden in our house Right we have a high bar for comedy here But uh, I did the research And I like the following What's the best time To go to the dentist
1: mm. uh, Yeah tell us Tooth Hurty <laughs> Tooth hurty. That's really good. I feel feel like there's a dad out there that actually likes that and is probably going to tell that one today. (laughs) We're going to jump right into it today. Our first question in your own words, uh, or maybe even in one word, whatever you feel most confident in doing. What's the most important role you play as a father? And the life of your children, Andy. I'm I'm gonna jump in with you first, man. G- give me, give me, give me, give me the most important role.
3: Yeah. So if I had to summarize it in one word, I, I think I would say uh, model. And it's wow. so tough, right? Because there there's so many things that um, that I think about. I need to accomplish or demonstrate uh, for my kids' sake. Uh, but I think the most important role is uh, consistently pointing them back to our heavenly Father by reflecting His love in my life. Um so like easier, easier stated or excuse me, simply stated, um, being honest and genuine mm-hmm. in my walking out of my faith in Christ uh before them, you know, amongst them.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Danny, why don't you jump in here? Give me give me a word. Yeah,
0: uh two words actually. I'm just adding something to what uh Andy said. Okay. Role mo- role model. <laughs> it's <laughs> The most important, uh, but it's also the most difficult, I think, Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm successful in in everything that a role model encompasses. It's uh, the most important because I have to make sure uh, my life is appropriate, my words are appropriate, my feelings are appropriate, my thinking is appropriate. Um, Otherwise, they're in danger of copying Uh, the inappropriate mean and so worse uh, they look somewhere else and
3: Mm. your
0: child
1: papa phil dad (laughs) uh, why don't you why don't you go ahead and just share what you feel like your role is as a father to your children you to go with a role model
2: you cannot lead um, you have to lead by example and you cannot lead people to places you've never been
1: Mm. that's good roger why don't you jump in maybe share share a word
4: yeah, sure. So for my my word was um, to be the, the main discipler. Um, you know, there, there's many important roles of fatherhood, but but for me, it's that one. We we really do um in this house take to heart that sentence that says you know discipleship starts in the home Mm -hmm. and so it's just being the main discipler in their life constantly pointing them to the gospel of christ and i love
1: that i love that and you know we're gonna get to that question because a lot of people watching want you know how do we disciple our kids and so we're definitely gonna go there roger so be ready uh marvin gonna 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 we're gonna finish with you on this question just um how would you define your role as a father to to your baby girl and now your baby boy yeah, I think the theme's the same. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's modeling, right? But the, the tenants we use in our
5: house are both uh, equal parts, prepare, and protect. Mm. So we want to prepare our little ones to adapt, engage, and thrive in the real world. Um, we often talk about removing as many of those uh, touch the stove moments as we possibly can within our controlled environment. So they're not finding out the hard way in the world, all the different things that are out there. Um, but I also want to protect my little ones. Right, that's a huge important part of our of our household, Uh, shepherding them away from evil and dark corners. Uh, My prayers every single night include, Father, bless my family, so that they're always safe, and that I could always, without hesitation, protect them from evil. Right. Um, So yes, we we fall back on those totally, and um, yeah, my job as a leader in this house is to is to run those things.
1: I love that. I love that. I actually just want to jump off of that because I love that your prayer was protect my 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 babies from evil. And, and, and you said the word shepherd. And I think a lot of times as dads, uh, we are ready to protect our houses from criminals right? From thieves, right. you know, every dad has, you know, some sort of weapon somewhere, some sort of bat, you know, I don't know if you have your Louisville slugger somewhere, you know, under the bed or, or, you know, all of us, we, we protect our homes in case of invasion. In fact, I have a really cool story I'm not going to share here, but my dad literally doing that somebody trying to break into a house and him stopping them. And so we want to protect our house. But I love that you said evil because evil's not just physical. It's also spiritual. And I feel like there's a lot of fathers that would protect their home from criminals breaking in, but not from, not from the spiritual warfare that's breaking in. And so also I think as fa- fathers, I would like to use the word gatekeeper. We are the gatekeeper of our homes. What are we allowing into our homes? Uh, what are we watching on TV? Now, and, you know, and I don't wanna get legalistic here and tell you, hey, you know, cancel your Netflix and all this, but what are you allowing into your homes that are attacking your children, that are evil, that are enemies of their soul? that may not be physical thieves but are just if not more harmful to them and so dads we need to be gatekeepers in our homes and not only protect our kids from physical harm but also from the spiritual thieves that are trying to come in and rob our households and so thank you for for using that word evil because i think it defines both and i think that's really good let's let's jump in a little bit more i know roger you were talking about this a little earlier Let's all this andy and roger's way uh, how do you disciple your kids? Uh, what does that look like? You know, I'm a dad. Uh, uh, Marvin's a pops. So we you know we have younger kids. You have preteen kids. Uh, um, just I know we got a lot of men watching. Uh, how how do we disciple our kids? Uh, what does that look like, Pastor Roger?
4: Yeah, um, you know one thing that, that we kind of say as principal, uh, Becca and I is we we say you know that um, demonstration speaks louder than declaration. Good. And so, and so it's this understanding <laughs> that as we demonstrate what it is to be a disciple of Christ, that will speak louder than just declaring it. Mm-hmm. Um, but pragmatically, there's some things that we do too, because we, we don't want to underestimate um, the ability of what a young child can take in. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes we think, oh, I'll wait till they're teenagers to start discipling them. Right. Um, but really you want to start young. Um, and so, you know, we do all sorts of stuff, uh, all, you know, going over Bible verses and, and praying. Uh, a big thing that we do is we ask a lot of questions. We let them ask us questions. We just have kind of honest, open dialogue, which is great. Um, but, you know, really it's, it's the whole demonstration is louder than declaration, because if that's reversed, then your discipleship becomes really ineffective. It's really good. I love that. I love that.
1: Uh, Andy, why don't you jump off of that and just share? You have some preteens at the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Practical ways oh. of discipling. What, what are some things that I can do when I leave this place that I can start doing?
3: Yeah, real quick. Um, I love everything Roger said, and I agree with it. You know, um, if I'm being honest, though, I secretly want to shelter uh, <laughs> my kids from everything and keep them in a, in a bubble to avoid them experiencing any pain and any suffering. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Talk but about. I, I admit, I admit that desire comes from a place of fear. Mm. So, um, is isn't, you know, isn't the, the approach that I, I truly want. Right. So I disciple my kids mainly through like planned and unplanned teachable moments, which look completely different for, uh, each kid, um, through trial and error. I've learned that, uh, although I share the same message, um, one kid, uh, may need activity and conversation and the other kid needs Mm, a quiet space and some food right (laughs) Uh, the the more the important thing the practical stuff so uh, right now what we're doing as a family we're actually reading through um, the Bible together the Bible in a year together Uh, you know different ages different reading levels right so like my youngest has an action Bible comic book style very cinematic attention grabbing Um, so she you know so she's reading that we're my, my middle son is reading a, a modified version of the regular one. We're reading the regular Bible and we're going through, stopping, talking about it together, and then looking to see how the Bible is pointing to Jesus in the text that we're going through. Right. So, that inspired sermon notes have been a blessing. Yeah, yeah. shout out, inspired sermon uh, notes.
1: Leveraging that a lot. Um, can you just give us give me an example? Give me an example of how people at home right now could leverage inspired church sermon notes for kids.
3: Yeah. So cool. So in the service guides, every Sunday, um, they, there's a template that parents can print out, um, one for two different age groups. And so we have one for each of our kids. They're in two different age groups, so they have two different templates. And so they go through, they sit through the sermon with us. They take notes based on the things that catch their eye. Um, the things that they, they think that the sermon is about, which may or may not be the case, <laughs> but it's a great discipleship moment afterwards as we talk about what they got what they wrote down versus what I got what I wrote down and then we'll be trying to tie everything together and point out vocabulary principles beliefs it's great um,
1: yeah good stuff love that man love that practical stuff and, yeah. and just a shout out to shaping molding kids to inspire kids ministry team um yeah. have been providing resources for you parents fathers mothers to really disciple your children while at home. Um, one thing I really love seeing is Pastor Roger when he does it and he'll actually post it. And it's actually convicting. Cause we're like, wait, I haven't sat with P3 this week and did that. And so actually when I see Roger posting him sitting down with his daughter, setting up the TV and stuff, it's actually kind of con- convicting to me. Like, man, what am I doing for my son? And so hopefully in hearing some of the things of fathers that are out there, we could be a little bit more challenged on discipling our children. It's gonna get heavy. We're gonna take a turn really quickly. Uh, I just want to hear, guys, father failure. Uh, A lot of times we do these panels and we do all the cool stories and and, and all the hero stories to make you look really good, but I'm going to give you a chance to make yourself look bad, to be honest and open. Why don't you talk about a father failure and how the Lord has taught you and how he's redeemed that failure um, and just helped you become a better father and a better man. Uh, Marvin, I'm going to put you on a spot first here. Uh, (laughs) I want to hear from you here, man. Why don't you share that? This is easy. Um, <laughs> I,
5: yeah, as, as a new father, um, I find where I have the most difficulty is simply remembering how young my kids are. Um, you know, Janae's three, right? But I've been upset at her not listening since she was a toddler, right? And that's not, right? Yeah, that's not reasonable. That's not fair. Um, you know, you don't yell at a at a tiger for having stripes. You know what I mean? Right, and so, so I'm just continuing to, uh, invite god into those moments right remembering that god is
1: love and um it's it's a really nice tool inviting so, god into those moments man that's really deep and yeah. i feel like it's a real good principle but practically yeah. can you tell me what that looks so what does it mean to invite god into a moment for you
5: yeah so i've been trying to do this as a uh, a practical <laughs>
1: exercise in my
5: life right so it's something else that i'm struggling with but i'm conscious about So uh, I float through life depending on myself, my experiences, things that I've accomplished. And I fooled myself, Andy and I have talked about this ad nauseum, into thinking that I arrived here because of me. (laughs) Right. Right. Like I did that, right. So then when I'm encountered with something tricky or or challenging, um, instead of inviting God into those moments so that we can do it together, my heavenly father, right, my father figure, um, I tend to rely on my experiences, my life. Um, I don't want to do that. That's right. Good. I want to make God a part of all of my decisions intentionally um, and just invite him in, right? Have those conversations internally in real time. Um, and of course, that leads right into my fatherhood. You That's know, so cool. as I'm dealing with things with my daughter and my son, um, you know, I want their father slash grandfather uh, to also be in the room, Yeah. right? I mean, we're all siblings under God. And um, I would love my father's advice
1: in real time. And of course, the answer is always love. I love that. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for going there. Uh, uh, Danny, I want to jump to you father failure for you and, and, and how the Lord has redeemed that or is redeeming that in your life.
0: One thing I failed to do was to intentionally and, uh, patiently and regularly sit down with each of them, uh, even for just 15 minutes to read scripture with them and to probe into their thinking, um, and just allow them to speak or, or ask questions. You know, mm. somehow I thought that church can do that for me. Wow, I, I learned that that is not how it is supposed mm. to be. That's so. Um, good. I, and I thank God. Uh, th- here's my, my my redeeming moment. Um, I, I thank God and by His grace alone that my failures, you know, did not stop Jesus from loving them. Amen. And reaching out to them and and uh, um, giving his life for them. Amen. Here we go, Andy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can cry a little bit. Okay. I, you you said a, a lot of profound things. There's two things, really quick. I'm gonna go to Andy, and then we're gonna jump to another question. But, uh, um, Danny, you talked about understanding that the church is not the primary discipler of your children. I want to stop there as a pastor, because I feel like so many parents shop churches based on kids ministry or youth ministry, or I even know that there's some parents here. And I understand that, you know, inspire is difficult because there's not a youth ministry at inspire yet. But I think that sometimes we can become codependent on the church to disciple our kids when the reality is, is what's going on at home is far more important than what they're learning once a week at Sunday school. And so, Danny, thank you so much for pointing that out, because I think that's so powerful. Um, And then also at the end, the grace of God, knowing that you don't have to be a perfect dad, that God's grace is there. That is such a beautiful, beautiful statement. Um, Andy, I I want you to kind of answer this question. I'm going to go to the, the next question. But, Andy, failure as a father, this is not easy to talk about. Right. But, uh, but man, will you just kind of share, would you share a little bit there? Yeah, yeah I will. Um, first thing, Danny, thank you for your sharing your redeeming
3: moment. Um, it speaks to my heart. It speaks to the failure that I fight uh, in my personal life with regard to fatherhood and parenting. Um, so thank you for that. The, um, this is a tough subject that um, it usually brings me to tears almost automatically. Um, it's been longstanding. Um, it has to do with my oldest son, him and I. Man, him and I have a strained relationship. It's been for some time, a couple years now. And uh, because of it, you know, days like this, Father's Day, Mother's Day, birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, those days, um, although are worth celebrating, serve as a constant reminder that my family is, uh, is broken. Mm. Not, not whole, right? And so um, this battle, this fighting of failure is um, something that I'm always, always running the gamut on. Um, and thankfully I have brothers and sisters in Christ who um, preach the gospel to me, right? And recenter me, um, but yeah. And so, so it, it's tough, it, it's bittersweet. Um, early, in my fi- early in my fatherhood, I have he- I relied heavily on uh, on legalism mm. um, which along with other factors created uh, or triggered um, rebelliousness um, and frequent arguments heated arguments um, what is legalism Andy? can you just explain that yeah so um I, I think we what might talked earlier like you know and you know uh being okay with intimidation to follow the rules or Mm. Uh, being okay with being about the rules instead of um, looking for the things behind the, the rule. Right? It was like just do as I say, follow my lead, um, stay in line, um, look like this, um, and with less importance of be like this. Wow. Right? Um, that. So when I speak of legalism, that's 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 what I'm referring to. In, in my context, mm-hmm. um, you know, be the father I am now is significantly different than the father I was um, back then. Can I can I, can I interrupt?
1: Yeah. That? That's so big, because there are some people that fathered pre-Christ and then they got saved and grew in their maturity and they see difference and how they fathered and they feel like they could have that back. Wow. Um, I, you know, maybe you could talk to that, too, for just a, a little bit more.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that's where the redeeming moment um, comes from because, because of what I know now, now that I'm, I'm continuing to mature in my faith, so as I mature in my faith, I mature in my parenting. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they're 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 connected. Right. Um, and so when I look back, the the regret, it it stings. Uh, there's so many things I, I wish I could do differently, but what ultimately is very this is the, one of the key things that I have to remember is that everything that I did back then, whether it was legalistic or not, it was all out of, in, out of love it, it really was, but um, it was intentional love at that, but you know there theres there was some ignorance at play there was just me growing me just me being young, right me. Having a been blended family, me being just a young dad and a young Christian at the same time, is um, there's a lot of traps.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for you guys sharing that. I actually want to jump into this next question that probably pairs up with father failures. A lot of us, we grew up with our dads. And for better or for worse, our, our, you know, our dads did the best that they can. Some of us grew up with godly fathers. Some of us maybe they tried to be the best they could. It wasn't, but no matter whether it was godly or not, all of our fathers made mistakes too. And so I, I guess what I, I, I want I want to throw the question out there, um, and, and maybe I'll, I'll start with Marvin. Just you know, from from your own father figure, what, maybe a positive thing and a, and maybe a, a negative thing, or just what is your experience there? Um, and, and, and just share because we got a lot of people watching right now, a lot of dads. Who've had dads in their lives? Maybe some of them had great dads, and maybe some of them didn't have so many good, didn't have good dads. And so, you know, just how, how do we as fathers reconcile tho- that experience in our own fatherhood? Yeah, thanks for coming to me for this yeah. one.
5: Um, my father and I have a, a complicated relationship. Uh, I love the man, and uh, I want to, I want to firstly honor him. Um, you know, what, what I've been thinking about a lot recently, being a newer father, is. Um, you know, all of those times, and maybe you guys have this experience also, where he would tell me, um, as a young buck, man, wait till you have kids. <laughs> you know, you have no idea how hard this is. Wait till you have kids. You know, so whenever he would come up short, at least in my juvenile brain, um, it was easy to blame him or uh, accuse him, just sort of put all the onus on on his shortcomings. And having kids, even at three and three months, um, I. I I give so much grace and, um, you know, virtually put my arms around my dad uh, because I get it and I continue to get it as my kids get older. So there's that Yeah,
1: it's
5: good. Um, My dad created an environment. Um, and I love that, uh, Papa Phil mentioned this before my dad created an environment where the Bible was important and Christianity was important. Um, but he'd be the first one to tell you that he wasn't the same person at church that he was at home. Mm. Um, my dad has, uh, or has had demons, mm. um, he, uh, he wasn't always in control of his emotions or um, uh, his own thoughts, right? Due to outside forces mm. but, uh, I'm happy to talk about it at a different time. Yeah. But uh, again, all that said, he did prioritize God in our house, mm. right? Uh, whether it was, you know, do as I do versus do, do as I say, it didn't matter. Like God was still the primary figure in our house. It was always God, then family. And um, I'll always adore and honor him for that. Yeah. Um, role models are funny because uh, the, the best ones will show you exactly what to do, mm-hmm. right? And you can follow in their footsteps. they lay out the, the blueprint exactly how um, you, know, you should get this accomplished. Uh, but they can also tell you exactly what not to do through their actions. And you can use that also, right? There's no reason you couldn't take something that was, uh, as I mentioned, complicated or negative and make sure that that doesn't apply to your own life. And uh, my dad is responsible for both of those things. So I love him. Right. Uh, I love that I was able to glean some things that I could apply to my parenthood. Right. But also, um, I, I've been able to prioritize my fatherhood. Um, you know, Janae and James are so, 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 so important to me. And not to say that I wasn't for my father, but feeling like I'm important to them has become so apparent, so important in my life. And a lot of that is because of my own experience, right? Not knowing that I was important to him all the time. So, uh, again, I honor him. I love him and I wouldn't trade, um, as they say, my pile of trash for anybody else's.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, but here we are. And, uh, he had a huge influence on my life both ways, you know, for any fathers out there that that maybe didn't have positive father figures or maybe like Marvin, they had good and they had the bad, um, they're able to redeem the bad by even say, okay, well, I I know what I don't want to be. And I've heard a lot of fathers do that. And I, and I, and I think that's a positive thing. Uh, Roger, you have a unique story, um, you know, with your father. Um, uh, and so, you know, maybe if you just take a few moments just to share, uh, there.
4: Yeah. I was trying to think of, you know, um, something good and something bad, something bad is a little difficult. Um, not because my father was perfect, I'm you know uh, he wasn't, but uh, he he passed away when I was a teenager, so you know when you're fourteen years old or so, you think everything your dad does is dumb, <laughs> you know, and so, uh, uh, but the re- and so the reality is that it it is hard uh, for me to to think of that. It, it, the only thing I could think of possibly is that you know he he wasn't a Christian. He we we never talked about God, church none of that ever came up Bible reading. I mean, it was just, it was non-existent in the house. Um, but he, you know, for me, um, some, some awesome things that he did, especially one in particular was he showed me what it meant to stay. So, uh, I was raised by my dad till I was a teenager. Then I went into foster care, but, uh, for me, it was kind of opposite. My mom wasn't there, but my dad raised my sister and I. And so what it means to, um, you know, what commitment means, right. what endurance means, what never giving up looks like.
5: Right.
4: Um, and so, the, you know, the, that's definitely something that he embedded in me, just, just by being there, um, just by not being the one that walked away that left us. Um, so, yeah.
1: No, no, that's really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push a little bit, Roger, on you. I'm gonna put you in a, in a, in a difficult spot here. Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people right now that are watching father's day is difficult because their dads are not here Mm -hmm. um and you just shared that with us so thank you for being for sharing that with us that you did lose your father and he was he raised you and so i don't know maybe you could pastor us right now uh pastor some of those watching and having maybe it's fresh they just lost their dad or maybe it's just never, I mean, you never heal from that. Can you just talk a little bit about that and what father's day for you looks like? And maybe pastor people are watching who, who just have lost their fathers.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think on one level, um, you know, that there's not going to be a father's day that goes by that you're not going to think of him, you know? And, and so there's no amount of, of healing, um, or kind words or prayer that will you know pot, you know that all of a sudden will uh, sort of reverse that, um, but uh, there definitely is a love that fills that void um, through Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know I think that as you are uh, especially for those who maybe just recently lost their dad this is especially tough as you are going through that process of uh of all of the the feelings that come with that that just bombard you um maybe you know anger disappointment frustration the feeling like it's not fair being sad uh, whatever the situation is. I know for me, you know, he didn't, my dad didn't get to see me graduate high school. He didn't get to be at my wedding. He didn't get to see my children being born or go to university. So there's a lot of emotions that kind of throughout different seasons of your life, those things start to start to take in. And every time, um, you, you, you bring that in, and you bring that to the foot of, of Jesus and, um, you will, and you allow God to, to, to help be that really cornerstone for you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, and I know it sounds so Christianese. I know, I know it sounds like, oh my gosh, that's the, that's just the answer all pastors give, but it's because that's the answer. I mean, that it really is. And it doesn't mean like everything goes away, but, but what it means is, is that Christ is there to walk through the storm and the fire with you. And you're not, you're not enduring it by yourself. I love it. I love it, man.
1: And and what I love about the death of Jesus Christ is it reconciles you back to our heavenly father. Mm. And and, and it's a father that we can, he's the father that we can look to. And he's a father in which all fathers in our, even our perfect ways points to. And so I love how, like he's, Christ becomes the center. And in that relationship, there's a fathering that takes place. And and so anyways, I, I, thank you. Thank you for eloquently putting that. Um, I appreciate that. Um, difficult topic, but I, I hope those that are watching, um, would take that to heart i'm gonna go generational here with my dad um dad what what did you learn from grandpa give give me uh give me uh grandpa's um give me antonio muela give me uh give me just what 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 was maybe one big thing that you learned from him that just was a great example in your life
2: well my dad was a pastor all his life and i guess um I never thought of it, now that you mentioned hospitality, Mm. because back then we used to have a lot of visited uh, ministers, and they would stay at our house. Uh, Our house is always full of people, you know, pastors, uh, evangelists, or whatever, and uh, hospitality, and just the love of the Lord, you know, and sharing your home, you know, and and just sharing the love of God, and that's what makes an impact in you.
1: I love that. I love that hospitality, opening up your own, your home, your private space to others. You know, Uncle Vincent was like that. I see, I actually seen that passed down my family. My dad's like that. There's some of you that are watching today. have lived with my parents. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I've seen them take in homeless people and bring them in, live in the garage and disciple them. Um, I've seen that. And so you're right. Hospitality. I can see how grandpa's passed that down. And i can see how the sons and daughters have fallen at footsteps i'm gonna go generational i want to talk dad i want to talk about you i love you i adore you um i have learned from you more than you know um and you don't get a lot of credit P- part of the reason why is because you're not the boisterous one of the family right my mom is amazing and everyone knows my mom she's the first one in the room she's a you know she's the loudest in the room um but, but my dad is, is more of the behind the scenes guy. But I have to say that what I've learned from my dad um, that has blessed my heart, and what I cannot wait to pass down to my son, and what I'm realizing is really difficult dad, so I'm thankful for you, is that one thing you can say about my dad, my dad was always there, always there. And it may sound simple, cause the word there, but it is hard to be there for everything every practice, every game. Uh, Marvin, you know this, you played with me. Uh, uh, Every birthday, every event, my dad was the first one there and the last one there and left with me. Uh, If there's anything, uh, my dad provided for us. So I learned provision, I learned protection. But if there's one thing that has stood with me the most is that everywhere I went, I knew that my dad would be there. I knew that I would never, ever not have a father not there for me. And dad, that has been the most amazing security I can have. And because of that, I know my heavenly father is there. I know that I'm not, I can understand scriptures. Like I I won't be abandoned. I won't be forsaken because my, my earthly father modeled what it means to be there. So dad, you have never missed a thing. And, and, uh, that has deeply, profoundly impacted my life and it'll impact my son's life because I won't miss a thing for him. Um, you know, and so I love you. I honor you. Thank you for making, uh, my dad can't, he says he can cook, but he doesn't, he's not the cook. But, uh, there, when I was little and he would work night shift and I, and he would babysit me during the day. Uh, my favorite breakfast to this day is, <laughs> is, is eggs and hot dogs. Because that's what my dad would cook me all the time, eggs and hot dogs to this day. I tell Jamila, fry me some hot dogs and eggs. And she's like, what? And uh, But uh, I used to bring M&M's home for me. Uh, uh, they're just little things, but you were always there. And, uh, and so I just want to say publicly and, and, and to you, dad, I love you. And you've been a million things to me, but the most important thing is that you've been there. And uh, I hope fathers watching would understand you may be tired, <laughs> and I get it, and you, you worked all day, and you want to stay home, but uh, there's something profound about just showing up, and so, um, Dad, love you. Thank you for that. Wow. I hope that honors you, Dad, today, um, and so, um, Pastor Roger, um, you talked about a single parent, Um, There are some moms watching out there. There are some dads even watching out there that, you know, there are some moms out there that have to be dads and moms. Um, And so uh, why don't you just talk, just talk about that. Just, just maybe encourage a single parent out there
4: it is interesting because for me again it was my dad that stuck around and and not my mom but but still i think that there's principles there about being a single parent that that can speak to to either in either situation i think one thing um just as as some things for encouragement i think one thing is maybe reevaluate how you look at your singleness um, I think part of being a single parent is the constant battle that you feel like you are not complete. That's good. Um, That's good. And so, and, but, but uh, you know, for, for those, particularly for those who are Christian, yeah. um, you know, if you don't feel complete when you're single, you, you won't feel complete when you're married. And so where you get your wholeness from matters. So finding that in Christ, I think, you know. Second is, you know, don't try to function in something that you weren't created to be. So if you're a single mom out there and you're trying to figure out how am I going to be a, a dad to, to, to my to my child or to my son or, or something, uh, you, you won't be. Now, God will give you grace, but but uh, just know that, that, you know, allow the Lord to um, use you in the function he's created you to be. So good. and um, and then really, you know, th- this in this conversation, there is sort of a a a cry or or something to speak to when it comes to the church. Um, because this is where community comes in, you know. Phil, when you and I do baby dedications, right? We we charge the parents mm-hmm. to to help, you know, uh, rear and raise this child this child up. But then we we speak to the congregation, we have them stand, and we charge them as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to many, and really, this is a call to the church too. That when you see that single mom or a single dad, um, to to come alongside. To you know, minister to to help be that for them, um, but I, I would definitely say um, allow allow Jesus Christ to um, to use you um, in, in the way that He's called you, and don't feel like you have to get into a relationship just so that way this child could have a father or so this child could have a mother, um, because if that's the motive behind it, um, it it's, it's not going to work out. And, and so just some encouraging things that you, you are whole in Christ Jesus. He sees you um, he'll strengthen you. He'll give you ability through his grace to do things that you never thought or imagined that, that you could do as a single parent uh, with your child or with your children. Um, and, and be okay in that. Like, and what I mean by that is, is be satisfied in the Lord, um, with that. Um, and, and if the day comes for, for you to be in a relationship, then so be it, but that's not your identity. You know, your identity is in Christ. And I know many, many, many children who the Lord through his grace and power, um, have, have Uh, become amazing um, men and women of God who were raised by single parents. And so that's just a a little encouragement there.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good, Roger. You could have kept going that whole time. I I definitely (laughs) encourage and bless. Actually, you said something really powerful, and I actually want to throw this to uh, Danny and and my dad. So I might throw you guys off a little bit here, but I've seen you both father the fatherless in churches. Like, um, dad, I've had personal experience. There are many... Uh, young men and women who look at and call dad papa phil because even though by blood they're not your children um you have become a father figure to them and danny i've actually talked to a few people who even attend inspire who see you not just as a pastor but a father figure in their life and so maybe as you guys kind of the 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 experienced statesman of the group can you just maybe share one or two things, thoughts on what it means to father the fatherless in the church, you know? Um, and I know there's probably some single parents watching, single moms watching. I want to let you know, every father you see on this panel right now, we're here for you. Uh, if you need to have a difficult conversation with your kids, we're here for you. You need you need a man to talk to your son, we're here for you. Um, and so I, I, I want to make all of us available. You see us in church, pull us aside. Um, uh, we are here for you. But but uh, Danny, I'll go to you first, and then Papa Phil, I'll go to you next. But just talk about what it means to be a father to those in the church who are fatherless. Go ahead, Danny.
0: Uh, you know, uh, what, what What? Pastor Roger mentioned when he was talking about uh, those who don't have their fathers anymore um, actually spoke spoke to me very uh very intensely because I lost my father Mm. too and uh, it was it was a difficult time for me because I I looked looked up to him uh, very highly and uh, it it wasn't at that moment when I lost him that I realized that uh, there was uh, a lot of 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 emptiness Uh, so I know how it feels to 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 lose uh, a father uh, and, and so uh, <clears throat> I, I I was thinking about uh, uh, and, and if I were to encourage those who don't have their fathers anymore and and, and I wanted to father them uh, I would say don't don't try to block those memories. Mm. Because those are moments of healing, as, as far as I'm concerned. Those are moments of, of healing. Uh, and, and this can actually, and this is where I'm, I'm trying to go uh, to, uh, this can even be moments of, of realization that perhaps it's time for you to step up and be the father that someone never had. Because that's, that's how I. Hi, hi, how I uh, uh, became uh, a father to, to those who don't mm. have their fathers. It, it challenged me to, to father the, the hurting and the, the distressed, you know. Mm. Uh, and remember, y- you do have an ever-present father in heaven Amen. that you will never lose. Yeah. In fact, he is the father that, that doesn't want to lose you Yeah. So, so, uh, remember that, uh, it's, it's the father who sent his one and only son because he doesn't want to lose you.
1: I love that. I love that, Danny. And thank you for the challenge to all the godly men watching to not just father our own children, but to also step up and be fathers to those, um, who are fatherless. Papa Phil, um, I know a lot of people call you Papa. A lot of people call you dad. Uh, um, and your children do. We get a little jealous sometimes, <laughs> but it's only because you do such a good job loving so many people. And so maybe just share what it means to be a father to the fatherless, uh, uh, um, if you can.
2: Well, first of all, you know, you have a father's heart. Mm. So you become a father to just about anybody. And in my daily prayer, I always pray for the single parents, whether mm. it's a father or a mother because they have to play two roles. They have to be either the dad or the mom or both. And also uh, thinking, how can you resist a child that comes to you for prayer, for counseling? Mm -hmm. It just uh, breaks your heart. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Sorry. It's okay. And, uh, And I feel honored to be called as a papa. And I mean, you just can't turn nobody around. But my advice to those children to don't hesitate to find a role model, whether it's male or female, and go for counseling. Because these, these kids, they're good kids, but they, they, have, they need direction, they need guidance.
1: Yeah.
2: And sometimes being a single parent can be overwhelming. And I really honor the single parents. Yeah. God bless them.
1: Yeah. So good. Thank you. And of course we know the heart of God is to be a father to the fatherless and widows and orphans throughout the scripture. God is always calling out for, for, for the people of God to step up and to father and, and to love um, those uh, in that place. Thank you, Papa Phil and Danny for sharing that. Um, uh, I think all of us were touched uh, by that. I want to bring everything to an end here with one final question. Um, Again, to 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 our, our statesmen, our experienced men of God, uh, Danny and, and Papa Phil, um, what advice will you give to us? You're 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 <laughs> you're on a Zoom with with a bunch of young men who have preteens, daughters, uh, 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 sons, uh, toddlers, a newborn, a newborn three months old baby James. Um, uh, maybe both of you, Papa Phil, I'll start with you first, and then Daniel and Anne, But could you just and you've been giving us advice this whole time. So, you know, you might reiterate something, but just what, what advice do you have for us dads and for some dads that are watching that really look up to you guys? Um, uh, what, would, what would you tell us? Go ahead, Dad. Why don't you start with, you start. Well,
2: first of all, I mean, there is no book manual that I know to be a dad. It's on-the-job training. And you more or less uh, react to the way your children, you kind of have to read their language, body language also... Uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on that they don't say. You have to be able, as a father, to see what's 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 troubling them, what's hurting them, and engage in conversation with them, and just, you know, just be the dad, you know, and let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit guide you. You pray about it, first of all, and that's the main thing, you know, just be there for them, whatever the need, because no matter how trivial the problem is, to that person, it's great. To you, maybe nothing, but to that person, it's great. Yeah. So it, it requires your attention, and and whatever you have for them, you gotta just give it to them.
1: I love that. And man, something you said was well, you said a lot. Everything was great, but one thing I really kept in me is that um, sometimes they're not saying it, but there's more that's going on. Yeah. And so there, there's what they're saying and doing, but then there's actually something else. And so to discern and learn to understand what our children aren't saying and be there for, that was really good dad. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, Danny, why don't you go ahead and just kind of what, what, what advice would you give to us?
0: I I love the way, uh, uh, Papa Phil, I call him Papa (laughs) Phil too. So don't get jealous.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, when he said, you know, we fathers we're it's an on the job training, Mm. uh, and fathers, we don't know it all. Uh, But sometimes that is what we project to our children, that we know it all.
2: Mm.
0: And so they would think that they can and and should know it all. And when they crash, when they fail, and they surely will, Mm. um, it becomes a challenge for them to stand up again because they just did not meet their own expectations Mm. or worse, their, their dad's expectation. So uh, my advice, if I were a younger, my advice to my younger self, uh, spend time with your children in the Bible, Mm. even for just 15 minutes, regularly, uh, patiently. And and I keep on mentioning this because this is where I failed. Mm. And that's why I don't want this to be your failure. And secondly, uh, be real. Uh, let your children know that you failed, be honest, you know, say sorry, ask for forgiveness, and stand up again. Yeah. Teach them commitment, uh, exemplify it in your life. Uh, teach them that commitment is not perfection. Wow. Uh, teach them that commitment uh, is when I fall, I'm committed to stand up again. Mm. And when I fall again, Amen. I'm committed to stand up again. And when I fall again, I'm committed to stand up again. And, and that's where the Bible will make sense to them, I believe.
1: I love that. I love that, Danny. A good father falls, but what makes him good is not that he doesn't fall. It's just that when he falls, he, he gets back up. And I, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give the young bucks a chance really quickly guys. And we're going to, we're going to finish up. You guys got about a minute and a half, maybe just, you know, we, we've been loved and cared for by the, by the, the, uh, the experienced fathers, the young fathers can challenge. So what's it one challenge you would give to fathers watching right now? Um, How do you say anything better than the way you described your dad? I would
5: say just be there. Right. That touched me today. Right. A lot of the things that I heard today are going to stay with me, obviously. And, Thank you guys so much for your shared wisdom. Um, but yeah, just the, uh, the infinite power of being there wow. for your children is, uh, is something that's gonna resonate forever.
1: I love that. How about that,
5: 30 seconds. That was good. <laughs> that was good.
1: Who's next, Roger, Andy? I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> it was a stare down. I love it. Lost. Was. You were on mute yeah. too. So I was like, oh you're holding yeah. me.
3: <laughs> the, um I I think uh the fact that love is is action, right? We we hear it a lot that love is a verb. Um my, my dad did this really well is that um that no no matter how tired you are, no matter what's going on, it's easy to be a busy man. Um it's even easier to be a busy father. Um and but we we've reiterated this over and over time, being there for your kid. Um it's there's that first step that decision to take action and whatever it is how small it is if it's watching a kids movie for the millionth time if it's getting up and playing a game even if you're dead tired Mm. um the memory when you look back at it is so much sweeter than the pain you think you're experiencing
1: in the moment it's good wow i love that I love that. Thank you, Andy. Roger, I know you're a pastor and you can preach. I'm gonna I'm gonna limit you to about (laughs) 20 seconds.
4: <laughs> Give well, us first yeah. in Matthew chapter seven. No, I'm just <laughs> Let me
0: in just exegete.
4: No, first I really do want to say, Papa Phil, Danny, thank you guys so much. I mean, I, I'm going to re-listen to this a few times. Um, I praise the Lord for you. Thank you, uh, Phil, for 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 having this. This has been awesome. I think just to take it one step further with with what Marvin and Andy were saying, and something that that we were kind of all talking about before this is being present, but, but being present. So, Mm -hmm. so the challenge would be not just to physically be there, but to be, um, engaged while you're there. Um, I think that would be a big challenge. So if, if you are watching that, that movie with your kid for the hundredth time, you're engaged while you're watching it. You're not on your phone texting, you know, trying to figure out what the next project that you have to do for work is or, or something like that. But so, so be, not, you know, don't just be present, but be present. And and that would be maybe a challenge to just add another layer onto what's already been beautifully communicated.
1: I love that. I love that. I actually have my, uh, my dad gave me a father to son, book. this actually has been a really cool book where you could just kind of find little, it's almost like daily breads of things you can do with your son. Um, recommend that. Uh, but I, I want to, I'm going to get super practical and, and we're going to pray and finish, um, Hey, men, uh, step up in discipling your kids the way your wife does. Um, uh, my father said church attendance was big. Uh, and, and it was, we were in the ho- we were raised in the house of the Lord. And you know, a lot of times I see the wives pushing, let's go to church. And I see the men, um, you know, watching the game, uh, laying back. That's, that's something the mom does. Unfortunately, uh, in our Christianity in the in maybe a century or so, it the women have become more spiritual than men. We feminized spirituality. Uh and, and somehow we think it's it's not masculine to be a to be spiritual. And I, I just want to say at inspired church, men on this panel. I love women. I am glad that they are they are prayer warriors, praying mamas, praying grandmas. Uh, get your get your booty to church. Uh, but men of God, men of inspired church, uh, it is masculine to be a, a spiritual man uh, to wake our children up to get them ready for church. To not be seen as the one that's slowly dragging their feet, but to be the first to pray, uh, the first to forgive, the first to love. And so, can we just Together, us six, uh, uh, pledge to continue to build a culture at Inspired Church where we don't feminize spirituality, where uh, where it's not just a woman's job, but it's a man's job, a father's job, a husband's job to to be the priest of their home. And so, um, so with that being said, thank you so much for sitting down and watching these men share their wisdom. I hope you guys were blessed. I hope you were fathered. And ultimately, I hope that our Heavenly Father was glorified in this moment.
2: Thank you for joining us for this week's Inspired
0: Churches podcast. Don't forget to share or subscribe to join us every Sunday. You can keep up with Inspired Churches through Instagram at Inspired Churches or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Churches. To support the ministry, you can click on the link in the
2: description or visit us at inspiredchurches.com for more information.